You've tuned into The Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to The Dr. Lowe Show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Sacred Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Romero, and this week we have a return guest, Dr. Lauren Noel, and we are talking all about fertility today. Welcome back, Dr. Lauren. Thank you. It's good to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's been a while. It's definitely been a couple of years, but good to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be here. A new fun topic. Yes. So one thing I wanted to learn about was sort of your fertility story. Yeah, because last time we chatted, I wasn't a mom yet. No. <laughs> so no. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool how it all came together. So rewind back to just a little bit of my health journey that brought me to naturopathic medicine. So in high school, I was 30 pounds overweight. I had a face covered in acne. I was freezing cold all the time. I was depressed. I was barely getting my period. And, you know, I would go and see conventional doctors and they weren't really finding any, any issues, you know, just more medications, antibiotics for my skin and so on and so forth. And never anything talked about with nutrition. And then fast forward, um, I finally saw a naturopathic doctor and she helped to heal my skin from the inside out. And around that time too, she helped to balance my thyroid. I had a thyroid condition and didn't know. And so once that was resolved, I started getting regular periods and Um, And from there, you know, my hormones were a lot more balanced. And then fast forward, once I was in medical school, my cycle started to get a little wonky again. I was actually a vegetarian for a while. I thought that was the best thing for me, which looking back, that was not the best thing for me at all. And my my gut just got thrashed from eating a, a diet that wasn't right for my body. And eventually I got diagnosed with PCOS. Um, Around the same time, actually, now that I'm figuring it out, I had mold exposure and didn't know. And so that was definitely a factor. And um, yeah, and long story short, I started to feel pretty hopeless that I would ever actually one day have a kid. Mm. Um, And so I I remember going to a fertility clinic just to see, I wasn't actively trying to get pregnant, but I knew I wanted to be a mom one day. Mm -hmm. And so I went there, I had them do, you know, the ultrasound. That's when they said they did see PCOS. Um, which I no longer have anymore. I was able to heal it naturally. I noticed, because I've been practicing for about 10 years now, I never had a plan to focus on fertility with my patients. In fact, whenever I, when I was in school, I would just kind of tune out anything about like fertility or pregnancy. I was like, I know I'm not going to do that. Well, it turned, turned out as I was practicing, a lot of my patients were getting pregnant and I wasn't even trying to get them pregnant. We were just doing basic naturopathic medicine. And, um, so I was like, okay, well, I guess this is something I want to be seen more and more because more people came to see me because they wanted to get pregnant because their friend got pregnant and it just became more of a focus in my practice. And, Mm -hmm. and then it was around the same time where I got more serious about wanting to work on my own fertility. So I decided to put into my course, which is called golden eggs. It's focused on egg quality, everything that I was teaching my patients about into a course 
that, you know, cause I want to be able to help people who aren't necessarily local or don't want to do like the full patient type of approach. And as I was putting everything into that course, I actually got pregnant <laughs> while I was creating the course. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing just practicing what you preach. And it really just showed the power of this medicine. Wow, that's amazing. So were you actively trying at the time while you were creating this course? To get I wasn't that? actively trying. No, I just was, I mean, my, my boyfriend and I weren't not trying, but we weren't actively trying. No. And I actually was thinking, oh, I probably can't get pregnant anyway. <laughs> So surprise. And it's not uncommon to hear those stories. And um, our nutritionist, Elizabeth, she actually was creating the course with me because she was doing the nutrition piece. I was doing kind of the naturopathic medicine piece. And she actually got pregnant while we were creating the course as well. And what's wild about her is she was diagnosed with early menopause in her late 20s. And she even was strongly recommended to not get IVF because they didn't think it would work. So if you go to IVF clinics and they don't think you're going to be a good candidate, they won't recommend it because they don't want you to mess up their, you know, their statistics. So that does happen more than we think. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Mm -hmm. so she, they're like, you're not going to get pregnant. Well, she ended up doing it naturally and she now has a baby and now she's trying for baby number two. So, you know, going back to like the focus on quote unquote infertility, like when patients come to see me and they say I'm infertile, my first thought is I don't buy it. (laughs) I don't think you're like, I just, I want to assume they're fertile until I'm proven otherwise, because I'm not just going to take some label that, you know, another doctor put on them. Of course. And what are some of the things that you're checking for when you would consider someone fertile or infertile? Yeah. So I, I always, with every patient start with just really comprehensive base of blood work. So I'm looking at their um, thyroid, especially a full thyroid panel. I'm looking at their vitamin D levels. I'm looking at um, levels of inflammation something called homocysteine, which is a clue for methylation, which is super important for fertility. I'm looking at their blood sugar regulation, making sure they don't have clues of PCOS, which is the number one cause of quote unquote infertility. Um, And, you know, looking for any clues of anemia, because that can also impact, you know, hormone levels and all that. So that's like the basic blood work I'm doing. I also check for omega-3 and omega-6 levels. Um, we know that the quality of the egg, the, the follicular fluid that's surrounding the egg is, um, it really relies on healthy fats. So I check for that. And then my favorite test of all is looking at vitamin and mineral deficiencies. And I really think that this is one of the biggest reasons so many of my patients got pregnant. So I was checking all of them to see what their deficiencies looked like, whether it was glutathione or alpha-lipoic acid or vitamin C, vitamin E, zinc. These are all nutrients we know that are important as antioxidants and helping with libido and just all the things that are involved to help with fertility. And so, yeah, so I run all of that and then hormone testing too. Sure, sure. And so you found that there were a ton of deficiencies in the women that were sort of trying and and not really able to. A lot of them were just so depleted and wiped out because they've just been working their butts off, like doing all the things to try to get pregnant. Uh, they were stressed out of their minds. Um, oftentimes they've done different rounds of IVF and they're just so stressed about it. You know, like they just come in so afraid that they're not going to get pregnant. Mm. And, and it's just, it's heartbreaking, you know, because actually the, the chance of getting pregnant is higher than not getting pregnant, but it's like they focus on that negative and, and hear the, you know, all the fear based, <laughs> you know, narratives. So sure. sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then how long would you, so let's say you found deficiencies, you found, I'm sure you did like MTHFR and mm-hmm. things like that. Yep. yep that's so, one. Right. 
And then you were like, okay, we need to supplement you. You need to be eating these sorts of things or stop eating these things um, or, you know, correcting the inflammation. Um, and so how, I mean, I guess, I mean, every woman is different, of course, but totally. How? Some women, it's quick. Some women, it's pretty quick. And, and, you know, I'll tell them, I'm like, hey, please don't try for like three months. <laughs> like, just let's, let's do this and let's try to really get this going. Some of them are too impatient and they will still try. But, but I, I really try to get at least three months. I love when people come to see me and they're like, we want to get pregnant in like a year. Like, I love hearing that because then there's a lot that we can do. We can do sure. you know, a lot more yeah. testing for toxin levels and heavy metals and you know, pesticides and mold or whatever, we can do more in-depth stuff and then not be rushed to get there. But, um, but I try to give at least three months. Sure. Do you do stool testing as well? I do a ton of stool testing. Okay. Yeah, something I thought of too is that, you know, I'm a broken record with my patients because I'm constantly telling someone no matter if they're coming in for acne or if they're coming in for maybe they have a tremor, like a nervous system issue, or maybe someone's coming in and they're having headaches or whatever. I'm always looking at the gut. I'm sure, I mean, this is, I'm sure a big focus on what you do too, but it's, it's the root, right? It's the root of everything, your immune system, everything. your neurotransmitters. I mean, it shows up on your skin. I mean, that was my problem back in the day with my acne. I had a total leaky gut. My first leaky gut test I was in my early twenties and it was bad. So that, yeah, it's, it's super important to look at the gut and like I said, the, the, really the biggest depleter of your, of your fertility, or one of the biggest is your stress. And that can be external, but it can be internal too, right? I mean, if you're having deficiencies, that's a stress internally. Um, mm -hmm. But if you have infections, if you're having yeast overgrowth, parasites or bacteria infections in the gut, that's going to be a stress internally. And then that's going to disrupt the whole rest of the system. Um, and then leaky gut too. I mean, you can have, gosh, it'll, it'll be really common that I'll get a a deficiency test back and I'll go over that with the patient. They say, gosh, I'm eating so many of these things or I'm taking all of these supplements. What the heck? And I say, well, first off, you don't know what it was before you did started taking those things. So this is just a snapshot in time, but also you might not be absorbing them, right? So let's look and see why absorption is a problem right. and then go from there. So you're not just shooting in the dark. You know, a lot of times they come in with a huge, list of supplements that they're taking or, or even they'll bring in the actual bag of all that their their supplements mm -hmm. so yeah right. and it could be let's say they've got low energy or, or fatigue i see that so much mm -hmm. and they're like on all of these things but if you've got a parasite and a worm and all mm -hmm. of these things going on those supplements aren't gonna help at You're all just feeding your parasite <laughs> just right. feeding your little critter in there <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When the body has these chronic infections that it's trying to fight and then you add like physical work stress, stressors of trying to, you know, IVF and all of these things, or you're just like stressed out that you haven't become pregnant. It's like depleted. And when the body feels so depleted, the last thing it's going to do is want to become pregnant. Right. Exactly. Your body's protecting you. I, I always try to teach my patients, like, don't see this as your body being broken, that there's something wrong with your body. It's actually protecting you because it's trying to conserve for your own health right now. And it just doesn't have the resources to share with the baby. So right. we got to focus on your health and get that balanced out to where fertility is just that natural overflow. Yeah. And it's not done at the, you know, at the expense of your body, because it can be really depleting doing IVF and all the shots and stuff and everybody handles it differently. You know, and it's, I'm not saying IVF is a bad thing necessarily. And there are ways to do it a little healthier and be able to recover better. But 
but yeah, I mean, if you, if you're not getting pregnant because you're in a state of being depleted and then you go into IVF, your chances are going to be less because of that. Right. It's so amazing to me that, I mean, when, when women go in to get, you know, IVF and they get all the testing and all the blood work, are they checking for vitamin deficiencies? No, they don't. It's heartbreaking. It's a conflict of interest if you think about it, right? Because they, it benefits places like that to see infertile people. If someone goes in there and they're perfectly fertile, they're not going to have any business there. So it's kind of messed up if you think about it, right? It's like they're, they're finding the problem, but they're also providing the treatment, which it, it can, that's a slippery slope. Every now and then I'll, I'll hear of a place that they'll recommend a couple different supplements to do because they do want to increase their odds of getting you pregnant, but it's, it's a pretty messed up system actually. So, and, and really the egg quality is, is the most important factor. That's why I called it golden eggs. Cause it's about having the egg quality be as healthy as you can. It's yeah. people get so hung up on the amount of eggs, you know, like, Oh, I don't have enough eggs left. It's like, okay, it's really not about quantity. It truly is about quality with fertility. Right. So let's talk about how we can get your eggs as healthy as possible. There's not a direct test you can do to check for egg quality, but you can, you can see indirectly um, how they are. And, and, you know, looking at deficiencies is the main way that I look at that for sure. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that, that if they are, you know, recommending supplements, they're just saying like, I mean, folic acid and a prenatal, which... Right. If you haven't checked someone's MTHFR, mm -hmm. then how do you know what type of folic acid to give? That's heartbreaking. Oh. It's, it's heartbreaking when I have a patient come in and she's had five miscarriages and now she's, you know, in her late forties and she never got to be a mom. Right. And then we test her MTHFR and she's like double homozygous oh. and she was just taking folic acid. I mean, it's heartbreaking to break that news to her that this really could be why that you never had a sustained pregnancy. It's just sad. It's something so easy to address. <laughs> just doing the right test, taking the right form of a vitamin. Um, and she could have been a mom. So I just, I really want to get this information out there so that people aren't shooting in the dark. And the thousands of dollars. Exactly. Yeah, 20 grand, 15, 20 grand per round. <laughs> it's wild. It is wild. It's very expensive and it doesn't have to be like that at all. I mean, what I do, it's not cheap, but it's certainly a lot less than that. And also you end up getting healthier aside from just trying to conceive, you know, it's, it's sure. about the whole body. Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. and you, and people, Certainly, I'm sure you you probably are doing so such comprehensive blood work that no one has ever. I mean, I've had patients like no one's ever tested this before. Like, mm -hmm. wild. I mean, six to at least six to eight pages long worth of blood work. And right. And we're not talking like one thing per page. Have you seen that before? And people send all their records, and it's like vitamin D on one page, and the next day. I or the next page, I earn the next page is the CBC. It's right. like, no, no, no. We're talking a packed page yes. with tons of, of data and also looking at it, not just from the conventional doctor range, but the optimal range. Yes. That's very different, you know, especially with the example of thyroid. I mean, typically conventional doctors won't really flag a TSH unless it's like over four or five in right. some cases, yes. but that's raging hypothyroid in my book. I mean, I want to see it below a two. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I mean that right there could be, and you might not be like full blown hypothyroid, but unfortunately those, those quote unquote normal numbers, that's the average American person, which most Americans have, in my opinion, some level of low thyroid. 
So um, you don't want to compare yourself to sick, unhealthy Americans. You want to look at from optimal, what's the research showing that optimal levels look like, and it's closer to like a one or a two. And that's, and thyroid is so important for fertility. You know, I mean, sometimes we'll get patients on thyroid medication, all of a sudden they get pregnant. I mean, it's not an uncommon thing to happen. Right. And also I see this so much also with like B12, like I'll have patients say, oh yeah, my blood work my doctor said everything was fine. And I was like, okay, can I take a look at the blood? Work? Right. <laughs> and yep. then the B12 would be like um, 330 or 280. Yeah. And okay. the range starts from like 250. And I'm like, you're really severely B12 deficient. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And vitamin D, another perfect example. You know, they'll, oh, no. someone will have like a 31 and their doctor's like, that's awesome. And it's like, no, we want to see it like a 70. You know, right. we got to get to an optimal level because vitamin D is a hormone. It's not a vitamin. I mean, it's, in, it's involved in egg quality. It's involved in every cell of your body. So you just, you want to be at an optimal for, for everything, really. I mean, our, our food isn't as nutritious as it used to be. The soil is more depleted. So sure. just don't assume um, that you have all the nutrients that you need, even if you eat a really healthy diet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's say you, so you do the testing and all of these things. So it's basically your program golden eggs is about, you know, figuring out what's, if there's depletion, if there's chronic infections, you find you're doing a bunch of different tests and trying to figure out like, okay, let's get you, let's get your body to work optimally to be able to have enough resources and reserves to actually get pregnant and keep the pregnancy. Yeah, the whole focus of the course is, is egg quality. So what, what Golden Eggs is, it's a six-week course that's designed for women or for couples because there is a, a portion of, of the program that focuses on sperm quality. And that's a big area that, that is missed because 30 to 40% of the time, so literally almost half the time, it's due to the male factors. Mm, um, so that's important because okay. it, that it takes a lot of the, you know, the stress off the woman. It's not, it's not just a woman's issue. We go over how to eat properly for, um, let me pull this up, golden eggs. I want to make sure I'm being thorough on what it is. So, so um, hormone 101, that's the first module I go over how your hormones actually work. It's fascinating. When you really understand how your hormones work, you're a lot more you know, empowered to make the right choices. Otherwise you're like, I don't know what my hormones are doing. I have no idea what's going on. And I give you um, different symptoms of what could be happening with different types of dysfunctions that I've seen over the last 10 years. So you're able to really see, okay, this is probably what's happening for me because I have like raging thyroid symptoms. That's probably my issue or, you know, maybe PCOS because I have all these issues. So it really gives you, you know, the information about it. And then we go into fertility nutrition and that's where Elizabeth goes over that. She's amazing with nutrition. Her whole focus is fertility. And there are specific foods that really do help to balance hormones out and help with egg quality. We go into which specific, you know, sleep habits to have exercise, stress management. Um, We go into detox. So this is super important. There are specific um, toxins that do deplete egg quality, sperm quality, and also um, create or increase the risk of miscarriage. So, you know, like BPA, for example, that's one that has been highly documented in the research to decrease fertility. So, and then there's lots of others like heavy metals and stuff like that. And then I go into, in module five, I go into what are the protocols that I do for specific things. Like I go into what I do for hypothyroidism, what I do for endometriosis or PCOS. So those are more sort of specialty scenarios. 
And then the last module I go over, you know, kind of putting it all together. And then there's also about golden swimmers. <laughs> I actually call them golden sperm, but I asked my audience, they're like, let's call them swimmers. That's a little intense. So the golden swimmers is all about, you know, healthy sperm quality. And also I do have a, a little bonus on the IVF um, sort of egg freezing conversation. Like, do I recommend egg freezing? You know, if someone does IVF, what things could they be doing to help increase their chances? Um, so that's in there as well. So it's a lot. It's a lot of information. I feel like when people go through this, they are getting like, they'll know more about fertility than their own fertility doctors, truly. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so like for men, what could be affecting their sperm quality? What sorts of things? So for men, you know, we think of oxidative stress as being the number one culprit to poor um, sperm quality. So, you know, we're thinking different toxins, whether if they eat foods with pesticides on them, and even just eating organic diet, um, organic fruits and vegetables, clean meats, that translates into healthy sperm. And the cool thing about the, the sperm is that they're made like every three months. So if you follow this for like a good three months, your sperm is significantly healthier and keeping your cell phone away from your crotch area. So, you know, maybe keeping it out of your pockets. Um, there is data that shows that the um, EMF exposure from cell phones actually directly decreases um, sperm quality within like an hour. So, so that's important. Uh, cutting out alcohol and marijuana, both of those and also smoking uh, because all of those increases oxidative stress. So that's, that's the link there. Um, trying not to get the area too hot. So like hot tubs, saunas, that type of thing that could be um, impairing them too. Um, riding the bike, if you're just constantly having that, you know, that trauma, that pressure to that area, that could be an issue. And then there's also antioxidants that you can take that are awesome, like CoQ10, vitamin C, vitamin E. Those are things that I have my, my guys do. And they work very well. And um, do they get their testosterone checked at all? Is that a yeah. thing? Yeah, I do check. So if I have a guy coming in for fertility issues, I would do the same test. So I would run um, the basic blood work, I would do deficiencies, and then I would do a hormone panel as well and make sure that's looking good. Okay, okay. And do yeah. you ever, if he has low testosterone, mm -hmm. let's just say like in the 200s for mm -hmm. his total, let's just say, um, how are you... Are you, are you actually doing any sort of supplementation with it? Or are you just uh, like herbals and things like that, zinc? If it's fertility, that's the main focus. I would be hesitant to jump to putting them on testosterone just because that can lower sperm lower. Um, count. Mm -hmm. So I would be focusing more on, okay, do you have deficiencies? How's your zinc level? Zinc is super important for testosterone. How's your adrenal function? How are you sleeping? So sleep is the best way to boost testosterone is getting really good quality sleep making sure that the body composition is looking good. So if they have too much fat on their bodies, we'll work on bringing that down. Um, a lot of times guys are, are aromatizing their testosterone into estrogen. So do they have like excess fat tissue around the breast area? Do they have the belly? Are they doing a lot of beer because beer is estrogenic. And so is marijuana. Marijuana decreases testosterone too. I'm in California, so it's a lot, it's a big issue out here. So uh, addressing the things that are depleting the testosterone is key, right? Getting to the root cause and then using more of the natural support to help boost things. And that, that really can make a big difference. I mean, putting on just lean muscle will help with the testosterone levels too. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Lifting weights and things like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. The, the high intensity interval training, not doing um, excessively long cardio, you know, those things will deplete the, the hormones for a man. Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Great. And so how, 
and so you would say they should really be, I mean, because it kind of takes a while to sort of get the test, start replenishing the nutrients, getting rid mm -hmm. of, you know, um, parasites if they have, you know, and then to retest that I can see why you're having them sort of wait three months to kind of. Yeah, it's really at least, I mean, we're looking probably three to six. I mean, once they come see me, they, I, I order the test for them. We see them back, you know, within a few weeks to get all the results. And then from there, that's when I put that, you know, roughly three month uh, plan together. And then once we meet again, we retest, make sure everything is looking good. And then assuming things look great, then okay, green light, go ahead and try to have a baby. But oftentimes when we retest, we're very close and we might have some more things to work on. It just depends on the history that people come in with. Totally depends on, on what they're dealing with. Yeah. And also their commitment to, to getting better. So many of my patients are like so committed. They do every single thing. And other ones, it's like they need to, you know, get their just healthy habits in place. And that, can, you know, it can be a, a learning curve with that for depending on the person. I bet. I bet. And so is there anything common that you've noticed in, you know, the lab work um, from women? Is there like one common theme that you're finding in like every single woman? I think for, so for my patients that come in that have um, problems getting pregnant, I would say common things I would see would be hormones that are just deficient across the board. So we'll see like low estrogen, low progesterone, especially low progesterone adrenal fatigue. Those would be super common things. Low thyroid and, and also interestingly enough, gluten sensitivity. I'm seeing that a lot with, with patients having a hard time getting pregnant. And actually I remember having a patient who had had two miscarriages and that was the main thing we did for her is took her off of gluten. And then within like two months, she was pregnant and had a healthy pregnancy. So I'm pretty convinced that that was the issue because it was like across the board. I mean, we test like 20 or 30 different gluten markers and it was like all red. So it was funny too, because she's like a very, um, you know, kind of out there internet um, personality. And she was like known as like the macaroni and cheese queen, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> so I was like, when I, when I saw the result and I knew I was going to have a follow-up, I was like, Oh no, but I got to tell her the truth. So, and she was all about it. You know, now she's just the gluten-free mac and cheese queen. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I have definitely heard about, um, gluten sensitivities having and, you know, causing infertility in women or, you know, because it, it, it's so depleting. It causes permeability and so and inflammation and so many things that mm -hmm. I can see how that one thing can affect so many other things. It's just like absolutely. If we say that you know the gut is the root of everything, your neurotransmitter balance, your immune system, then if you're eating something that's constantly like setting a bomb off in your gut, that's that's not going to be helping everything that you're that you're working on. And yeah, going back to the malabsorption or, um, you know, absorption issues. Yeah, you could be eating great and taking all the, the right supplements. But if you're, you know, eating maybe some gluten sources, and that could be the one thing that's getting in the way of it. I feel like also, I just have to say that mm -hmm. all of these testing that you, you know, that you're talking about, I mean, I've had um, several friends sort of go through the IVF um, journey. And I know for a fact that none, the, the majority of what we've discussed about some of the things that you test for are absolutely not even close to being done at, at oh, for sure. IVF clinic. I no, know. not even close. I mean, it, if an IVF clinic truly did these things, like 
they would be the most successful place ever, <laughs> but they, right. yeah, they just don't. And yeah, and it's, it's a bummer because people just feel like a victim. That was really my goal with this course is I want people to feel excited, empowered, and especially at peace with their fertility because they sure. go in there, you know, even if someone does decide to get IVF, if they learn all of this stuff, they go in there armed and really know, and also have better egg quality when they start it. So they're able to have way better results as a, you know, as a, as a result of that. So, um, okay. so yeah, it's just about empowering yourself. And that's why I got into naturopathic medicine in the first place. Cause I felt like a victim to medicine. I remember going to dermatologists over and over and being like, is there anything I can eat or I should avoid? Is there something naturally? They're like, no, there's no connection between your diet and your skin. That's just like any point blank. Yeah. It's crazy. My Kaiser doctor. <laughs> so I always say Kaiser made me a naturopathic doctor. I just wanted to learn it myself because I knew it's like I had this little this little eat feeling inside me like that's not true there's something about what that person said that feels like a lie to me even though they probably didn't know um, right so right. yeah I, just, I don't want people to feel like a victim to their quote-unquote infertility <laughs> no it's not an issue yeah right right mm -hmm. yeah it's really it's kind of sad to see how many people, you know, when you don't have any sort of medical background and you go in, you know, trusting your, you know, con a con regular conventional medicine doctor specialist, it, it kills me to see because even in my lifetime when I've had to, you know, maybe see someone conventional for something I can't remember even when the last time was, I... <laughs> Back in the day. I, hmm? I said back in the day. Same yeah. Same here. Yeah. And, you know, and since I've been like in the medical field for quite some time, and even before I became an NP, I was an RN and then an EMT and whatnot. So um, I always had, you know, I was always like, well, wait a minute, this, I don't know why, can we just do this instead of that? And if you don't, and they would say, oh, well, yeah, okay, well, yeah, we can try that. But if you don't have a medical background and you just sort of blindly go in and then you just take whatever the doctor says as 100% fact, it boggles my mind and it is sad to see because the majority of people that I treat that have chronic illnesses, I mean, I think this is so true in chronic illness. It's like in acute trauma, you know, when you're in, you need to go to the emergency room yeah, Absolutely. it is the place to go, you know, for sure. Chronic illness, though, I think is just it's so lacking. It's just all about pharmaceuticals and, and like, oh, well, we don't really know why this is happening. Really? Yeah. I mean, come on. There you know, is it's a, it's a great distinction. It truly is a great distinction. It's like if you're having a health issue, you got to ask yourself, is this acute or is this chronic? And really it, it, an acute issue is a Usually it's a, a quick thing, it's short, short term, and it's something that, you know, you need oftentimes emergency medicine to address sure. it, right. a quick fix. But if it's, if it's something that's been happening for a long period of time, conventional medicine, most of the time has nothing to offer you, or they may just have relief of your symptoms, which sometimes we really need relief of our symptoms, let's be honest, but right. it's not going to get to the root of the problem. So in those cases, naturopathic medicine, functional medicine is the best option for you in my experience. So yeah, and I, I do think that that having difficulty getting pregnant. So in general, what they recommend is if you're trying for a year and you're not getting pregnant, you should see someone. That's if you're under 35. But once you're over 35, if you've been trying for six months, 
and you're not getting pregnant, that's when you should look and see a doctor. I think, and, and ideally you should see me first because then we like, you know, don't waste time and, and really get your health right. Um, beyond just being able to get pregnant and have a healthy pregnancy, what about just, you know, having a baby that's not going to be toxic, right? I mean, mm. you may be able to get pregnant and, and sustain the pregnancy, but what about BPA in your system? What about, sure. you know, pesticides in your system, heavy metals? I mean, unfortunately that does get into the baby and then they, you know, there's studies looking at the cord blood when babies are born and testing those. And, and most of the time the babies have some toxins in their system that they don't need to have. So I just think it's, it's always a good idea to start first, you know, doing the, the groundwork so okay. that that's going to help your baby for life, you know, but things right. happen. Like for me, I wasn't actively getting pregnant. So when I got pregnant, I'm like, crap, I didn't do all the things I wanted to do, but it's like, it's okay. Obviously I was healthy enough to get pregnant. My, my son is fine. But ideally, if you have that time to carve out, it's such a great thing to be able to do that. But you also granted, you may not have necessarily prepared, but you get your IV vitamin infusions, you eat well, do you know what I mean? I yeah, mean I was doing a lot of things looking back for sure. I was getting acupuncture just to help with like, you know, preparing my body for one day. So I mean, I'm a huge fan of acupuncture. I was, mm -hmm. I was already getting my testing done. I was addressing my deficiencies. So that's just stuff I do anyway, just because I believe right. in it. Right. So I was kind of doing this without even thinking I was doing it. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I definitely, I do a stool test at least once a year and I get my hormone panels and nutrition deficiency panels that I just draw on myself. I don't really? That's cool. Do you actually draw? Like you actually poke yourself? I have. I have. <laughs> that's awesome. I do IVs on myself, but I haven't done a blood draw. You have to be very, um, very talented to do that. Well, no, what I have done is I've taught a friend how to just put the um, tubes in the, um, Oh, gotcha. <laughs> do that while I give a helper. Them. And then, awesome. but, and it, it's worked, but awesome. now I, I just go somewhere and I just order my own labs because no one's really going to know my body more than me. Exactly. And I tell my really patients that. that like, you will always know your body better than I will. You know, it's, I mean, I'll find information, explain stuff to you, but you have this sense about yourself, you know, and when you feel like something's off, it is. And it's like, you got to be able to trust that. You know, you, you really know more than you think you do. Yeah. And not putting your, your doctor on a pedestal. That's very important. It's a partnership. You're working together on stuff, but it's not like they're God. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Oh my God. This is amazing. Um, how can, how can people find you? So I'm probably Instagram is the best Dr. Lowe. It's just D O C T O R underscore L O. And then my podcast, Dr. Lowe radio. So that's on, you know, the um, podcast app or Stitcher or whatever. And then um, the, the course is goldeneggsfertility.com. So you guys can go on there and learn more about it. And, um, and then if you wanted to actually be a patient and do like all the testing we talk about, you know, I, I see patients locally in San Diego, but I also do appointments all over the country, you know, via the phone and we can do all the same labs. So distance is not an issue. And then that's through my um, clinic, which is shinenaturalmedicine.com. So lots of places you can find me just depending on what it is that you need. And you have the cutest baby. <laughs> He's the so fun. He's so funny. His name is Zion. We call him Zion the lion. He has a huge head of curly hair. He literally looks like a baby lion. And now his favorite thing is growling. So he will roar like a lion. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go in there to wake him up in the morning and he'll look at me. And he'll go, Rawr. and he's a year old. It's so funny. <laughs> he's so much fun. I love being and a mom. 
I loved um, watching on Instagram how determined you were with getting, and I think you're still doing it, getting the breast milk. Yeah, yeah. Breast breastfeeding is uh, it's a whole nother a whole nother game. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I I didn't make as much as I thought I would make because I have actually low breast tissue, which is a surprise. And so I just it was crazy. The first couple months was crazy, just trying to figure out what the heck was happening. I saw like five different lactation consultants. I was pumping around the clock. I was doing all the supplements, all the things. And I finally just had to give it up. And I I just got donated breast milk from all over the place. There's Facebook groups about, you know, donating and accepting breast milk donations, you know, from my midwife or my OB. Like I would hear, you know, people would call me like, Hey, I have someone who has breast milk. It was like this underground, like drug game. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> and I never had to pay for any of it. It was all donations. That's so amazing. it was really a blessing. Yeah. He's turning, he just turned 16 months and we're still finishing up the milk that we got. It's incredible. I feel I, so blessed. Yeah, he's probably had breast milk from like over 40 women at this point. Black, so white, sweet. Mexican, whatever. He's an equal opportunity baby. <laughs> it, you know what immune system he, he's got? Right? I, I know. He's going to definitely oh. be a ladies' man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's pretty awesome, you know, and, and no shame to anyone who use formula or whatever. You just do what works for you and for your baby. You know, sure. you just do what you can. So yeah, that's what worked for us. That's amazing. So women just have extra, they have, yeah, so I'm like, who are these women? They just, they just overproducers or like wow. the, my, my most, um, my biggest don donor is like 15 minutes away, which is awesome. Cause at some point I like drove all the way up like three hours North it was pretty crazy because before the whole COVID thing, um, right. I think it was back in February, I went and picked up literally like 1200 ounces of breast milk. Oh, like I, my entire car was full. I had like four coolers and it was just by the grace of God, my whole, you know, deep freezer and my regular freezer were just full of breast milk. And then COVID happened. It was just, it was amazing. The timing oh. of it. But yeah, these ladies, I'm like, what are you guys eating? What are you doing? Like, who are you? Because, <laughs> you know, my, the closest donor, the local one that she's donated probably over a thousand ounces, just her over the last, you know, year. Okay. And her baby doesn't want to have milk from a bottle, only, one, only from the breast tissue, but she has to keep, you know, uh, pumping to keep the breast milk going. So she just, you know, puts it in a, a bag and we take it for, for Zion. <laughs> it's perfect. Oh my gosh. So you still have enough. Yeah, I probably, I probably have maybe another like month or two left and then we're probably going to phase out at that point. Although that make him, he might growl a lot more. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm kind of terrified of my child. He's so intense. No, he loves breast milk so much. Oh my gosh. How cute. He is such a so cutie. Cute. I can't sometimes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys just follow me on Instagram. You'll see lots about Zion. I'm like, okay, I guess I have to put some stuff of me and what else I'm doing. Cause I really just want to put all pictures of him up. <laughs> I've turned into one of those moms. Oh no, but he's so cute and his expressions and everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. He has a very good poker face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. I'm very, I'm very blessed. And I hope one day to have another baby, but we'll see. I'm, I'm very just grateful to have one for sure. I'm turning 40 in January. So okay, yeah, okay. but I've had a lot of patients get pregnant in their forties. I actually just went to a baby shower a couple weeks ago and there were three or four women there. They were all pregnant in their forties. That's amazing. So, yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, no, I think you're still young. You're still. 
Oh yeah. I, I still feel pretty fertile. I do. I'm just kind of tired. I'll be honest. Like I've been hustling for a long time. I'm just kind of yeah. tired, yeah. but, um, I just need to do more IVs. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm glad, I'm glad you get those. And those are really super important. For sure. They're awesome. It's an, I always tell my patients, you can turn around deficiencies twice as fast if you get IVs or shots. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's magic, especially if you have leaky gut. It's just such a brilliant treatment for that. But, um, but yeah, yeah, it's been fun. This, uh, it's a fun topic because it's just something that so many women and, and men and cu- couples don't get enough information about. So I'm, I'm happy we're able to talk about this and really just give you guys some um, empowering information. So you, you get through this with just more knowledge, really know how to get, how to get through it. And I'm happy to help if any of you guys need more support. Yeah. I'm going to have everything in the show notes. So if you want to reach out to Lauren, um, for sure, you know, reach out to her. That would be amazing. And follow her on Instagram. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> IG. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today. And just I'm hoping that it empowers whoever's listening to this today, that if you have had some issues with fertility, that there are ways that are just far better to just help your body to get to its most optimal stage um, for pregnancy. And, you know, seeking out Dr. Lauren, Noel would be just, it's such a blessing that you're here and you have a course on this and you've been through it. And even your, the woman that you work with was also (laughs) how wild Mm -hmm. that she was pregnant as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just always take it with a grain of salt, whatever your doctor tells you and um, look at other options because there, there's always more options. So it's been fun. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Bye. 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 I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon.